Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. FM 104 Sunday Night Live with Louise Ty. In the last couple of months, this man has been very busy releasing music of his own, but also producing for others. It's Keen Sweeney, a.k.a. A Thousand Beasts. Hello, how are you? How's it going? How are you? You good? I'm doing good. So you've just released another new single, I Wish, with Carrie. Yes, yeah, tell that's me. true. Yeah, it's the last single just came out last week. Yes, tell me about this single. So this is, uh, is it the fourth or the fifth single from my upcoming album, which is mm-hmm. coming out in the new year. And this is a track with Carrie. I actually co-wrote this with um, two other Irish artists, Orla Gartland, who's, I'm sure you know at this stage, is killing it over in London, and a girl mm-hmm. called April from uh, Newbridge, um, who's also in London now. And we wrote this before the pandemic when we were on a riding trip over in London in 2019. And I always had it. Um, but Carrie was the session vocalist for my live show. She used to sing on all my live gigs. Um, and I was just like, Carrie, do you want to sing this song? And Because I wanted to get her voice on the album somewhere. And yeah. yeah, that's how it happened. Is there many songs that you kind of go back to like that, where they've got, kind of been sitting there for a little while? <laughs> so many, so many. <laughs> and there's so many times, because obviously I produce for other people as well. And yeah. I produce lots of stuff for other people. And sometimes you might work on something and it doesn't work out. So I have a folder on my computer with hundreds of demos and songs that haven't been used and beats and ideas that haven't been used and actually it was one of my big projects over the past months was to try and go through it and like organize and find the ones that I could reuse mm-hmm. and find the ones that um were absolutely useless um there's so many ask any other producer they'll tell you the exact same thing I'm sure yeah I was about to say there's probably loads that you're like oh I could definitely tweak that and make that into something like more so over oh no let's just dump that completely so much and yeah. releasing music is funny because when you release a song there's all this kind of thought and preparation has mm-hmm. to go into it and there's stuff like you know music videos and there needs to be some sort of story and you have to do this and do that and sometimes you just have a track sitting on your computer and like this is a great song I just want to put this out I don't mm-hmm. want there to be any rigmarole I just want to share it with people and um I've I've heard other artists and producers say that as well where sometimes it can be frustrating because you, you know you need to give your track like two or three months to get everything yeah. ready and like reach out to press and whatever and sometimes you just listen to something on your in a folder sitting in your computer like this is great I wish this was just on Spotify now so that people could listen to it. How do you feel about Spotify actually? Um it's a love hate thing. Mm-hmm. I mean it would be great if they paid out more to their artists, but I'm all, and it's very easy to sit and complain about it and kind of ponder and, and mm-hmm. wish for the older days. But I also think if you look at any industry or anything in history, everything always changes and adapts. Like we consume music now different to how we consumed it 20 years ago and the way we consume it now will be totally different in 20 years time again. So 
um, you can kind of give out about it and wish that the old days were back or you can try and look forward and see where it's going, I suppose. Um, I try not to think about it too much, being honest. Yeah, but I also think we are kind of switching back to, I suppose, what, what we look at as the old days with vinyl and and hard copies of music. Like we're kind of moving back into that as well, isn't it? Or at least there's a certain section of society that still want that. To an extent, yeah. But I also think that people now, like music is free now. Um, mm. And that's that's the, the bones of it. And it's up to us to figure out how to re, how to, how to make money off music and how to make mm. a living in the music industry knowing that the thing that you're selling is is free because uh, being honest music is free to people and it, it always will it'll never come back so either it'll go down like what i think it'll go down or the way it'll go is i'm going to mention her again orla gartland does this amazing thing where she's got her patreon subscribers mm-hmm. and then she has a very loyal fan base and they give her just a little tip every month they might give her like three or four quid every month but because she's got a couple of thousand of those or whatever then she can have a very sustainable career and then that gives her the freedom to create without having a label and there's people doing the tiktok thing as well like ryan mack for instance is another one who does so well on tiktok now i know he's like very pop um but he'll have a very loyal following on his tiktok and if those people give him two or three euros a month through a patreon account then it doesn't matter if he's not getting any royalties off spotify or selling cds mm-hmm. because that gives him the freedom to create so like I, it's it's just different. There's, it's just different. That's all the, the way it is. It's not the way it was in the 80s. It's totally different to the way it is now. And it'll be totally different in 2050 again, I'm sure. Probably, no doubt. Everything, as you say, moves on and we do some things differently. But obviously, <laughs> A Thousand Beasts, was it always meant to be a collaborative project for you? Y- yeah, I can't sing at all. I sound awful when I sing. <laughs> um, but I wanted to make music. So when I came out of, I used to work as a session, I still work as a session musician. I was okay. playing for lots of different people in the RT concert orchestra. And I was working yeah. on The Voice as a musical director when I came out of college, The Voice of Ireland. <laughs> back with Brezzy and the gang and I kept coming into contact with all these brilliant singers and I had this idea where I was like I want to produce music let's create this project called 1000 Beasts and the Beasts will be the different people I collaborate with and that started maybe three or four years ago I suppose and it kind of just came as an idea but I had this song with this girl Janet Grogan who's actually Mm -hmm. on the last singer standing at the moment and it did really well it was called Lord and I think after that it kind of gave me the confidence to be like oh maybe this could something could turn out with this I could kind of spend a bit more time working on this and after a while I realized then when it came to playing live I had all these different songs all these different singers I was like how am I going to do this (laughs) so I reassessed the project about two years ago and was like I'm going to focus on what my sound is. I'm going to make, start making kind of instrumental tracks and then send those out to people that I would like to work with. And if they want to sing on them, it would be great. And that's kind of where we are now. So this is an album of, there's a few instrumentals on there and there's lots of different collaborators on there too. Yeah, so tell us about the debut album that's coming. Yeah, so it's Neruda. So this was born out of, well, like everything else, lockdown. So <laughs> March 2020, there's not much else to do. So I just sat at home and started making um, all these different beats and instrumentals. And I had all these plans for the album before the lockdown happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything switched online. And online actually suited me quite a lot because I have collaborators everywhere from London to uh, Dublin to uh, there, there's a girl that features in one of the music videos and she's in Tokyo. Um, so it, this collaborator is everywhere. Working from my studio in Cork is very handy because I can just do it all online. So I was able to wake up in the morning, make a track, throw a couple of hours at something, send it over to somebody and um, 
that was it. And I, I, very quickly, I had 15, 16, 17 ideas that I felt were really mm. strong. And I was like, OK, there's, there's definitely an album here. It didn't take long. I, I think every musician I spoke to, I'm sure you've come across this as well. When the first lockdown happened, everybody felt a sense of relief because mm-hmm. we were all very busy. And then all of a sudden it was like, you don't have any pressure. You can take your time off. Like, you know, it was like a holiday. It was like a mini holiday. The first one, the second and third one were not like that. The first one was the weather was great. It mm-hmm. was lovely. So, yeah, that. That, that kind of allowed me the time to create and very quickly I had the album and that's Neruda. I love the name. Where did the name come from? <laughs> I always get this, asked this one too. Um, <laughs> I've come up with names completely randomly um, yeah. off the back of like nothing. So like I've one track called Citroen and um, don't okay. know why it's called Citroen. I have another one called, uh, what else have I got? I'm looking over here, Haifa. I've never been to Haifa. Haifa is a port city in Israel. I just <laughs> like the name Haifa. So that's a track called Haifa. That's actually the B-side that came out last week. Um, but they're just words that stick with me. I'll be sitting here producing and then I'll have to save it and I need to come up with a name and it's just a name will pop into my head. And Neruda is a track on the album it's actually the very last one I did when I was putting the album together um I was listening through the playlist thing and I was like we need one more track that's kind of got a bit of a kind of a dance dance hall kind of uplifting feel to it and I sat down and made that track Neruda and it was the easiest one I ever made it made three or four hours I love it it's one of my favorite pieces of music I've ever made and the name Neruda just popped into my head and then I was like let's do it but I spelt it N-A-R-U-D-A now I know there's the poet called Pablo Neruda which is N E. Or, and he's also, I think in The Simpsons, someone pointed that out to me as well. <laughs> they were talking about him. But um, yeah, I don't know. It just, it's nothing to do with the poet. It just sounded it's just like, and as soon that... as I said it, I was like, this is the sound of the album. This is what it sounds like. And when do you hope to give us the album, I suppose? So the release date is April Fool's Day, 2022. I don't Ooh. know, is that a good sign or a bad sign? But Definitely it's a good be the sign. the 1st of April. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. So obviously people need to go and check out the new single, I Wish... How can they find you on social media and keep up to date with you? Everything is at the uh, the at sign 1000 beasts. Mm-hmm. So it's one zero 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 and then beasts, not beats, beasts. Everybody thinks it's beats, but it's a B-E-A-S-T-S, like mm-hmm. the uh, Fantastic Beasts. And you can find me anywhere. Um, Bandcamp is always a great place to support myself or any other indie musicians because most of the money and the royalties go to us that way. But I mean, if you follow us on soundcloud or spotify or apple music or youtube whatever your preference is we're all we're i'm at all of them fm 104 sunday night live with louise ty hi this is craig robinson from ways to win and support for this podcast comes from invesco qqq the official etf of the ncaa invesco qqq is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.